0: of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the full court press.
1: Yes! Touchdown! Did it? All right. Welcome to the full court press. Jason Walker, Eric Franson, Hi and Eric's graciously allowed me to run the board again.
2: Taking well, a great professional risk here. Yes <laughs> Especially
1: because he may or may not leave me alone in studio by myself uh, to run the board by myself. <laughs> He's left to baby me through a bunch of this stuff.
2: Congratulations, you've won pick six for like forever now well you get the studio all to yourself. This is my prize. <laughs> this is my prize. I get, to, I get to be the guy now. Since
1: I win pick six, that means this is my show. <laughs>
2: You're in the big chair now.
1: I am the captain now. <laughs> so lots of fun stuff to get to today. It's not just Monday where we get all the fun stuff. Um, you know, we, we talked about it being the start of game week yesterday, but today we're really going to actually get into the purpose of game week as in, there's an opponent, so we're gonna talk about that opponent, the Yukon Huskies, uh, who they are, how the Aggies match up, things to look for, uh, shameless promotion for an article that I believe we're gonna publish later today, yep. or maybe you already published. I don't know. It was, it, later today. Later it'll, it'll drop today. later okay. today. So it'll it'll drop later today. Kind of the six things that you know I I put out there to watch. Obviously, I'll be talking about those today, so you'll get a. Bit of a sneak preview. Well,
2: your defensive preview dropped earlier today.
1: Yes, it did. So that I finally got through the offensive and defensive previews. That I was one to do. Lots, like that's probably 2,500 words that I dropped there. Maybe close to 3,000 words on the offense and defense.
2: Yeah, so. but it, you know what? It's really good. It's comprehensive. Um, it, uh, I, and I appreciate you know what you put together really reflects the conversations we've been having, not just what we're saying, but what the coaches are saying. Uh, There's quotes there from the players as well, so uh, definitely worth your time to get you prepared for what this uh, Aggie football season is going to look like this year.
1: Yeah, basically just about everything you'll need in terms of the basics. Everything you'll need, offense and defense. I don't really cover special teams. It's the same guys as last year. I hope you'll survive. I don't do a full in-depth preview of special teams. I'm not like Audrey. I can't write a thousand words on situational punny. (laughs) I just can't. I mean, who can, really? Let's be honest. <laughs> there's, there's Bill Belichick probably could. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He probably could. Um, but obviously, with those, you know, you can figure out everything you know about the season, and then the preview, which will be coming out, that's just about everything you'll need to know about UConn. I don't really spend a whole lot of time on Utah State in that preview. It's mostly about UConn, because we've been talking ad nauseum about the Aggies for weeks, and I again wrote about three thousand words on the Aggies, so if you want to know about them, there's there's an avenue for that. But we really want to focus on UConn because they're they're new, and they're the team that we get to face this week.
2: Right, it, it's a it's a little bit different focus um, today. Uh, the audio of the Jim Mora press conference was made available. I don't know if the press conference was held today, <laughs> and it was, or if it was held yesterday. They just didn't make it available until today because. The, the reporters were asking questions of players and plays that they had seen in practice earlier that day. So I don't know when it happened, but it dropped on their official YouTube channel today. So uh, we'll hear from Coach Mora some of the, his thoughts about the Aggies, about his own team. Uh, and yesterday, when we heard from Blake Anderson, it was mostly about the the focus yesterday for him was on this show. You know what did. Uh, How would he kind of sum up fall camp and uh, who he has and how the team is coming together? He didn't really use anything from his press conference yesterday that focused on UConn because that's what we're going to do today. Um, And there were a few things that crossed over from both coaches uh, on players or kind of the states of programs. So that will be interesting to kind of get into today as we uh, preview the matchup. Which is going to kick off Saturday at 2 o'clock on Merlin Olsen Field.
1: Yeah, it should be a fun matchup. Utah State favored by 27 points. Uh, I don't think Mora talked about it in this press conference, but I did do some reading. And I think I included it in my preview about how is well aware of the fact that he's a 27 point underdog and isn't really happy about it. I mean, I don't think he can blame the oddsmakers. You know, he said he's never been a 27 point underdog in his life, spent most of his coaching life on uh, the NFL, like 25 years. Some of that as a head coach, but largely as an assistant. Uh, and then a little bit at UCLA, where UCLA is never going to be a 27-point underdog. Right. Unless they go play Alabama this year. So he's not used to this territory playing for a team that's basically a warm-up game for somebody else. Because at UCLA, he was used to having those warm-up games.
2: Yes, that's true.
1: So, yeah, we'll we'll get more into that. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about Donovan Mitchell. <clears throat> Wouldn't be a full-court press if I didn't cough my lungs out. It just wouldn't be. <laughs> I
2: mean, that's That's just how it goes this summer. I don't know, I've just I've,
1: The cough's lingering from the cold I had like a month ago. So, and it's happened to me before where I had a cough and it st- it stuck around. Like about 5 years ago I had this happen to me. So It's annoying. This time I actually have to talk all the time. Before I could just be like, "Oh, I guess I just will cough forever." <laughs> just but now forever. I, I now I have to cough into a microphone or avoid doing that. Cause nobody wants to hear that. Like well, I said, as I was about to say before my lungs had a heart attack, uh, talk about the, the news about Donovan Mitchell. Uh, again, news is kind of an air quotes because it's been the same news for like two months, three months, however long, because it's more updates on will they, won't they, you know, with the jazz and the Knicks, will they finally finalize a trade sending Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks? Uh, The main thing is there seems to be an offer kind of on the table, a reported offer on the table that the Knicks have offered and that Danny Ainge has obviously said no to, otherwise we'd be talking about a trade having happened. Uh, So we'll get into that, um, kind of what the hang-ups are as trade talks may be subsiding again between the Jazz and the Knicks. And then also we've got Aggies in the NFL. NFL roster cuts were today, or the second round of three. They go from 85 to 80 players uh, we'll also get into the stat that blow our minds and our players of the week, and also giveaways. We've Ooh, got our uh, yes, we've got our sets of uh, tickets to the Rocky Mountain kickoff, the high school doubleheader this uh, this Thursday. Uh, the tickets will get you into both games. Yep. Uh, so you you know you only need the one ticket for it just gets you in the door and then when you leave you leave. That's that's how it is. Uh, so we have, I think, 12 tickets left. We're giving them away in sets of four. Yeah. And I believe we'll be giving away one of one set of those. And yesterday we gave them away with trivia. And are we going to do the same thing again? I don't mean not talk about this. I came up with trivia questions,
2: just um, in case. Yeah, I think we should do some trivia. Okay. We'll, we'll make it easy.
1: Yeah. I was trying to come up with easy ones because yesterday mine was complicated, but it was easy in the sense that we told you where to find the answer. Today, I think I've got a high school related one, unless Eric wants to. Did you come up with a question?
2: Uh, we'll discuss off air. Okay.
1: We'll discuss this off air because we may, we may both have ideas. And I may <laughs> I may uh, pass this off to Eric since I got to do the trivia question yesterday. Eric may want his turn, <laughs> especially since he doesn't get to do the board today. That's right. He, he's feeling left out and also being a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <at six. laughs> He wants to feel like a winner and having I'm A loser, baby. Because he'll he'll have a question. I probably won't know the answer to it, to be honest. Because as I told him kind of yesterday off the air, is like, you know, I love coming up with trivia, but I' terrible at it. <laughs> like terrible at answering them. I can come up with questions, but I'm just awful at answering them. <laughs> just I'm just <laughs> not good. Fly. Even at sports trivia, like just ask me a sports trivia question. I probably won't know the answer, even though that's like my thing is is. Uh, Sports is you know sports,
2: so just so, how it is. Yeah, we'll come up with something. Uh, we want to make it easy for you to go. That's why we're giving these away. Want to make it easy to win. Uh, we'll give more tickets away tomorrow. Again, the uh, the double header is Thursday, um, but uh, two interesting games featuring local opponents. So I think it'll be fun. Uh, a couple texts coming through on our text line. One actually was sent this morning. I I don't don't know if this was somebody who was listening to the podcast and needed to uh, give a a response (laughs) first
1: thing in the morning. He was really excited to talk to us, so I I, I appreciate the the excitement. So hopefully he's listening now, or we'll maybe be listening to the podcast later.
2: Uh, 7966 not only sent in a reply, but sent in some photos. Uh, Getting back to the uniform discussion from yesterday, these are the best uniforms of all time. I don't know how you guys aren't a fan of the pewters and sent us two photos. Um, and this combination I'm actually okay with. It's the all pewter. I don't really like, but sent us, uh, two pictures of the blue helmet pewter, Jersey blue pants. I'm actually okay with that combination. I don't like the all pewter look.
1: See, I'm, I'm okay with this too, but calling it the best is a stretch, a big stretch. (laughs) Like, give me a hernia stretch. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, uh, I won't knock you for thinking they're all right or thinking they're okay, but I wouldn't say best. Um, although, uh, 7966, before he sent him the uniforms, I believe he was talking about, uh, Brock Lane, his surprise that Brock Lane is the fourth string tight end. Um,
2: that was, oh, that's right! I skipped right over that.
1: Yeah, that was one of his uh, surprises because we talked about the depth chart yesterday. Uh, the depth chart that was released uh, with their with Utah State, they do their game notes and kind of surprisingly, since they didn't release a uh, depth chart in I don't think in either spring or fall camp, which they've done in the past. Granted, that was with previous coaching staffs. Um, they were willing to do that. Granted, it was filled with the you know the oars. Oh, a lot spe- of especially oars. Especially in fall camp, usually by Game one, they'd be a little more solidified. And this one kind of was. There were a few ores, but usually not among the starters. But Brock Lane, who I was actually thinking may end up being the starting tight end, was out for both fall scrimmages. And uh, as the texture mentioned, he's right in that he's listed as the fourth string tight end. Behind Josh Sturzer, who's listed as the starter, and then Parker Buchanan, the redshirt freshman, is actually second string. And, of course, he was second string uh, because of the injuries. And then uh, the guy whose name I can't pronounce, the transfer from Missouri State. Ron. Yeah, Ron. I can pronounce his first name. It's his last name I struggle with. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's the third string, and Brock is the fourth string. And as 4446 texts in and says Brock is hurt, that may be why he's the fourth string. Yes. Is because he's hurt, And but maybe just don't include him on the depth chart if he's
3: hurt.
2: Well, I think uh, uh, yes, four, 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 six is is correct. I mean, I think that is why he is listed fourth among the tight ends. He he hasn't just hasn't practiced, hasn't been available. It's not a serious injury. Uh, Coaches made that clear a couple times through camp that there were no serious injuries through fall camp, but there were a few guys who were coming back from injuries, a few guys who were maybe delayed in their returns, but nothing overtly significant. And Brock Lane is is part of that group. Um, Sturzer, Buchanan, those are the two guys who took the majority of the reps at the tight end position through camp. So, not surprised to see them where they are. Uh, Ron, oh, well, I'm going to give this a, a, a shot, thankfully, give, to the give, pronunciation give guide. Tia Sue. Tia Sue. Yeah, the transfer from uh, Missouri State. Yeah, that's, Ron.
1: that's easier to pronounce. Two more syllables. <laughs>
2: easier oh. to pronounce. No, so, uh he got some play at the tight end position, but we also saw him used as kind of a blocking fullback uh in a couple different situations because he's big, 6'3, 270, he's a big body. But uh Brock Lane, yeah, we just didn't see a lot of him in the fall. He has an injury that he's coming back from, so uh, I I wasn't really surprised to see him that far down. I think he has a lot of potential for USU, but Got to get him healthy back.
1: Yeah, definitely. I was maybe just thinking just don't have him on the on the depth chart if he's injured. I don't think I saw anybody else on the depth chart who it seems like remains hurt.
2: Well, that's a great point. Like, Switzer's not on the depth chart for linebackers.
1: Yeah, because he'd be starting at either linebacker
2: or striker. Because so. we know he's definitely out, but yes. they don't list him in the depth chart.
1: Yeah, so it is kind of interesting that, that's, that he's there and is potentially being held up from injury. Because yeah, it probably is lingering from... You know, he missed all of last season with an injury. You know, that's that's why he didn't play more last year. Maybe in Sturzer kind of ended up taking some of those backup tight end uh, snaps um, behind Carson Terrell. Right. Um, and it will be interesting. We've had this discussion where we're trying to figure out how much they're going to use tight ends. Um, I don't know if they are. We kind of want them to, but it just feels like colleges don't use tight ends anymore.
2: Yeah, it, well, it depends on the system. You know, there's some where the tight end is 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 absolutely part of the passing game. Uh, they can play a big role. It's just a big body that can go up against a, a linebacker right in the middle of the field and make a move and make something happen. But um, more often than not, we see them as just an extension of the offensive line in uh, the the pass protection or run blocking. But um, we did see a little bit more of the tight ends involved in the passing game and some of the scrimmages uh, practices that we saw. So it just depends on what you have in your cupboard. Um, and uh, that's basically what Anthony Tucker said when I asked him specifically about the tight end possession, uh, pos- uh, position at the start of fall camp. Is like It really kind of depends on the skill set that we have in that room and how we use them.
1: Yeah, see, last year Terrell, he's – Never been much of a receiver. I always thought of him as a you know stone hands or in terms of receiving, uh, but really good blocker. You know he was he was good in the run block, good in the pass pro, so that was something that he was able to do. Um, and so he lacked some of the versatility, maybe to be that you know special kind of you know blocking and receiving tight end, which is a pretty rare thing to have. Especially at at uh, at the college level, because usually those guys only like play two years in college, then they go, you know, straight to the NFL. If you have that kind of versatility, but maybe if you have a little bit of both, and Sturzer maybe that he's not nearly as good as a blocker. Maybe he's at least something of a receiver. So if you can have that versatility, maybe it makes up for, you know, if you're only good in one or only good in the other.
2: Yeah, but you really to be effective you have to show that you you can catch the ball that that you can be part of the passing game otherwise defenses just know when you're in the game that you're just on the on the line and if you release eh, don't take it too seriously because that's not something he's you know really part of but if if you're in the game that's just one more thing they have to think about if you have that potential to catch a ball and to help them move the sticks, even if it's four four or five yards over the middle.
1: Yeah, and and the stuff we saw in the scrimmages was largely short yardage stuff. I know Ron, he caught a a pass over the middle. Um, But most of the stuff we saw, they were kind of outlet safety valve type routes. The, maybe my, you know, one, it could just be a short yardage situation, so you throw it there because you only need one or two yards. Or it's, My other guys aren't open. Dump it off to the tight end. Get a catch, at least get something out of the play. So that appears to be what we're getting out of the tight ends. So nine three one five. I don't think you read off this text. Uh, He says, "I was excited to hear about situational punning. Now you just (laughs) need to ask about ask how the wind is on the sidelines."
2: Ah yes, the wind on the sidelines. Big topics. Don't big, know if I can really
1: I don't know if I can really give my full preview on special teams other than they have them they'll be decent. The kickers and punters are good. The kick returners, I don't know. Kick returning is going out the window anyway, and so is punt returning. It's just
2: it's kind of on the way out. Um but if you have somebody who can get you, you know, help you flip the field there, that's a big weapon. And we saw that with save on Scarver at times. Um, And so how that role gets filled this year is a bit of a mystery. Uh, Coach did talk about that yesterday a little bit, but um, yeah, that will be an interesting thing to see how it develops for USU uh, in the return game, either on kickoffs or punts uh, who's back there, who's fielding them. uh, And can they get, get extra yards? Can they help set things up for the offense?
1: Yeah, the tricky thing is, though, if you're facing any team that has a decent kicker, it's just so easy to completely neutralize any kick return. Like, look what they did to save on Scarver. I mean, he tied the record for, you know, kick return touchdowns in a season. Or, for his career. For his career, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, But he had, like, two or three in one year. Or maybe in, like, back-to-back years, two or three. Uh, but then like his final couple of seasons um, or final se- full season, I don't know if he had more than like five or six kick returns the whole year
2: yeah, totally kicked away from him
1: yeah because they'd kick away like so if they didn't kick it out of the end zone, they were kicking away from him so it's like there's you know it's so hard to actually bring value as a kick returner it's why NFL teams aren't keeping a dedicated kick returner it's just somebody on their roster. You know, in college you can have one of those because your rosters are huge and somebody on your team is probably good at
2: it. Right, an athlete that you want to keep on your roster.
1: Yeah, or somebody who's maybe developed. Yeah, somebody who's developing, kind of like Scarver. Scarver was supposed to develop into a wide receiver, but he never did. But he was really good at kick returns, so you keep him on there despite the fact that he did nothing else.
2: Right, true.
1: So, and Devin Tompkins, he kind of started out as a punt returner, kick returner. He did develop into something else. Now he's in the NFL. So, you know, you can begin there for colleges, and if they don't develop it, if, but if they're good at it, then they can stay there. There's the guy at uh, San Diego State, I believe. Um, I'm trying to think of his name. He's their kicker returner, punt returns, like preseason.
2: Uh, like pre
1: season special teams player of the year guy.
2: Yeah, I can't think of his name.
1: Think, I know think, who you're talking about. I think, think there's a J involved there somewhere. But.
2: But anyway, uh, but the. Yeah, you know, this is a team in Utah State that they're they're ready to turn their attention to somebody else, right? They're they're ready to start focusing on another opponent rather than facing each other and just beating up on each other, trying to simulate what the other team does, uh, and, and prepare for a team that look is, last year they were bad, they were bad. Their one win was against Yale. Now they almost beat Wyoming. They had some f- a few games here and there were like kind of head scratchers. They almost beat Vanderbilt. Which Vanderbilt isn't great, but it's a Power 5 program. Yeah,
1: they're they're still SEC. They are technically an SEC team.
2: <laughs> yeah. But um, but they had a lot of blowouts too. I mean, they lost to Holy Cross, who's not even the same division. Uh, classification.
1: Yeah, they they got blown out by a I don't know, D2, D3 team FCS.
2: Yeah. Wherever they are. So th- last year they were they were bad. Really bad, but this year new coach, uh, a lot of new young coaches, a lot of young players getting more opportunities, uh, West Coast offense, um, and so there's there's a different energy leading up to this game. But that youthful energy, I don't know, <laughs> can that be translated into victories? That's going to be the big question for UConn. And look, this is this is a team that is. A long shot against utah state and for good reason and we'll go through more of that why we feel that way and there's even some some hint and indication from Jamora that he knows that they're big underdogs and why yeah he, he
1: definitely knows they're underdogs and we will get into the preview we'll get to it next uh we'll get to it in about three and a half minutes uh we'll go ahead and cut straight to break
0: your local radio stations are here for you no subscriptions or monthly fees necessary we're here to give you the news weather and traffic you need and the music you love but if the foreign-owned record labels get their way it could stop the music they want congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the How. And your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl. That might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Cash Valley's Engagement Ring Store, where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street.
4: This is The Herd, attention listeners, with Colin Cowherd.
3: I think Jimmy Garoppolo has now become the most underrated player in the NFL, by a mind. Colin, he can't stay healthy, so let's attack that narrative. He played 15 of 17 games this year, 15 of 17, plus three playoff games.
4: (laughs) This is The Herd, with Colin Cowherd. Wow.
0: Weekdays from 10 to 1, on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM,
2: The Fan.
0: This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cash Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. They never could play it, but they sure can talk about it. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press.
1: instant oil change. Holidays, back to school, whatever it is, it's always stressful. If you're worried about back to school shopping, vacations, and more. Don't forget your car. Traveling, instant oil change across from Angie's. We we'll get you in and out quick. I guess back to school. It's it's right on top of us.
2: Uh, yeah, the it's cash district last week. Logan district. I think they start tomorrow. Utah State starts uh, Monday. Yeah, it's back to school time. So yeah, it's it's not back to school coming up. It's happened. It's so, yeah. It's we're in the middle of it. So get all your chores done
1: now, including potentially getting your oil changed. I'm not up for uh, another couple of months though. So haven't driven as much lately. So the date they gave me is like already happened, but the mileage is like the
2: mileage is, is way, way, way
1: in the future. So <laughs> I've, I've I've got a few more months. Probably. I but, think I'm so, over on both
2: yeah. for my wife's car at least. <laughs> <laughs> After a summer road trip we went over.
1: I went way over once that basically ruined my car, so I'll basically never miss an oil change again. Oh.
2: So So Utah State and Yukon uh but, facing each other this weekend.
1: Yeah, soon, not in the future. Not yeah. overdue. It is now.
2: It's it's upon us. Uh look, this is this is an intriguing matchup. Just in the sense that this is a team in independence. Utah State has had to do that a little bit. Um, you know, uh, hopefully they don't have to do that again.
1: Yeah, if, if conference realignment goes way wrong, it may happen again, but probably not.
2: Watching some videos this week about UConn, they're independent, but they don't lack for bad facilities. Like They used to get that Big East money, so they have some decent facilities. And they're trying to put together some res- respectable seasons to get back into a conference. They don't want to stay independent. But this is a team that's they've, – they've tried to make some decisions with some coaching hires to uh, get them back on the right track but really haven't worked. Jim Moore, is he going to be their savior? I don't know. Here's a guy that's been out of coaching for five years. Says he hasn't really been out of the game because he was on the ESPN crew and would watch a bunch of football games every weekend. But his success at UCLA was marginal. Um, well, it was, But it's also a place that has high expectations. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he had great early success
1: at UCLA. Uh, he had like four seasons in a row where he won at least eight times or eight games in each of those seasons, had two 10-win seasons, was ranked in the top 10 in two different seasons.
2: Mm, it's true.
1: But then he kind of fell off. Um, that fourth season, he I think he started in the top 25, then fell out towards the end. And In the last two seasons, he went uh, under 500 both times. And then he got fired on his 56th birthday.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: happy, so, birthday <laughs> happy birthday, Jim. Happy birthday. So, um, and you talk about him trying to have him be the savior. They tried to make Randy Edsall the savior because he actually, this was his second tenure, the, the one he just finished, where I think it was three or four years. He was the one that led them to a lot of success in the, I think, mid-2000s, early to mid-2000s when they were a good program, made a Fiesta Bowl, I believe. And so they were a good program, consistently winning eight, nine games or more under Edsel, and then they moved on, and then they brought him back, kind of Gary Anderson-esque. Right. Uh, that's our obviously our comparison, and it went just as well as Gary – well, almost, almost worse than Gary Anderson because, yeah, it's true. again, in the last three seasons they've played, they've won four games, and Edsel was the coach for like two and a half of those seasons. So it, it's not gone well lately. Maybe Jim Mora helps. He's a good football mind. And that's the key. If you're a good football mind, you have a chance. But there are other factors that play into it. You know, being able to work a a college locker room and the recruiting and all that. And right now, that's working against Moore. He hasn't had time to fix any of that. He was hired in November. It's really hard to turn around a program that quickly. It's possible. Blake Anderson just barely did it. Although... This may seem hard to say after watching that twenty twenty. He probably had more in the cupboards than Mora has at UConn in terms of players and prospects.
2: and I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I think that you know Mora's advantage was that he was hired in like somewhat early November, so he was he wasn't able to coach, but he was able to be on campus and observe. So he had a little bit of a head start in. What the team needed in recruiting, uh, and try to put his staff together, things like that. But he's coming into a situation that's been bad for a long time, and uh, as as he said earlier today, he recognizes that his team is uh, you know big time underdogs in this matchup this weekend. You want
1: to play that audio? Yeah,
0: let's is do
2: that, it. Is
0: that the hint? UConn <laughs> kind of presents some problems because we don't really know what to expect.
5: Been asked.
1: Okay, that was labeled as the Jim Mora. We are underdogs, unless I didn't click the I didn't load the right one. There we go. Now it's Jim Mora. Okay, okay. I highlighted it and then hit play. I didn't double click it. Probably. Ah, there Let, we let's go. Let's try that again.
5: It, it's going to be an amazing test for us. You know, we're we're big, big, big underdogs. Um, we should be at this point in time. Uh, like I said, we're playing a team that was a top twenty-five team. This is a team that you know not a lot of people. Uh, have had a lot of regard for at this point, but another one of our objectives is to to go out and earn the respect.
1: So yeah, Jim Jim Moore, he's fully aware of where his program is. He knows he's underdogs, but obviously he's confident that you know at least have a chance, despite you know it being a tall mountain. Of course, Utah State last year opened up his 17 and a half or 17 inch point underdogs. To Washington State so not a huge difference
2: yeah true you, you can't overlook them I think that's always the risk for fans maybe some of us in the media oh it's a team that only won one game last year and that was to Yale <laughs> you know um and so <laughs> look at it oh well they don't really have they have some transfers coming in but really are they going to be that big of a difference maker but this is a team that does remind me of Utah State from a year ago in a lot of ways. Like this is a team that should have been better than they were. We wanna we wanna be part of something that turns things around. That's something that I've seen a recurring theme reading and watching stuff about UConn is that the people are there because they want to be part of something special to turn something around. Now, that's great, and I'll do it after the Utah State game. I don't think you'll be <laughs> able to do it against the Aggies but I appreciate the sentiment and the attitude but um there's a lot of excitement with this young team the real question is how will they be able to handle if things start to go south for them here in Logan will they just will it roll off their backs and they be able to compete because that was the real um real gem for Utah State last year is didn't phase them they kept competing and they were great in the clutch and they kept coming at it uh, a, a young, inexperienced team who has a history of losing—if things don't go their way, they might fold pretty, pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, they don't have the same—at least somewhat recent history of success. You know, Utah State, obviously, they're coming off the one-and-five season, but they had, you know, a seven-and-six, okay, year before that, and then you know an eleven-and-two season before that. So th- there was still some culture of winning, at least winning more often than losing, at Utah State. Plus, they had that, you know, tough mindset. UConn, if they start losing, it's, oh, it's more the same. We're losing again. We're getting our butts kicked like we always do. And then, game's basically over at that point once you have that kind of mindset. But they do have the ability to, you know, keep with teams that they probably shouldn't. You mentioned Vanderbilt and Wyoming. Last year, they lost on a last-second field goal to Vanderbilt that... They were winning 28-27. Vanderbilt kicks, I mean, it was like a 31-yarder. They win 30-28. And then Wyoming, I believe UConn scored a last, like, second touchdown, I believe. Last second touchdown, I think. And then failed a two-point conversion. I believe that's what it was. I was looking at the box score. I didn't look too closely, but they they missed a two-point conversion, lost that game 24-22, I believe. Mm -hmm. So, two teams they really shouldn't have been hanging with. And they did. Despite having one of the worst defenses, one of the worst offenses, uh, they were second worst in terms of points last year. New Mexico was the only one worst. UConn got shut out twice. so But they, they hung around with a couple of good teams. So we know that if the mood strikes them, and if Jim Moore is able to get them going, they can very well hang with you and surprise you. So, and I think... One of the aspects that's interesting and that may help them improve, because I think their offense will be notably improved, and one of the reasons is quarterback. I know there's some unknowns. Well, supposedly there's some unknown around the quarterback. I feel confident that I kind of know who it is. Um, The projections are uh, a transfer from Penn State. Yeah. I believe it was...
2: Taequann Robertson. Yeah,
1: take one Robertson. Or Roberson, however... It's pronounced. I'm pretty confident that's going to be the guy, but I mean the reporting around UConn. Obviously, these are people who know more than me. I've looked into it for all of a handful of hours. Um, although Phil Steele also projects Rob Robertson as the starter, and I, I trust his judgment. Um, but they're saying there's as many as four quarterbacks that could theoretically start.
2: Which, yeah, be tricky. That's <laughs> And the common saying is, if you have multiple quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. Yeah, if
1: you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. These guys have four. <laughs> they have four. Does that give them negative quarterbacks? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Taquan Taek- uh, Robertson seems to be the one that gets talked about the most. Now is this Zion Turner? He's a f- true freshman out of Florida. Was part of a lot of uh, multiple state championships at the school that he was in. So they're very high on him. But bottom line here is. A lot of these guys, they're just inexperienced in in, in youth, and um, they're they're going to be prone to making mistakes. So Utah State defense can and should be opportunistic on Saturday.
1: Yeah, they should be. There there is definitely some talent, like you said, Turner, uh, really prestigious high school out of Florida, at least. So they say. I'm I'm not really uh, well versed in who are the elite programs uh, in high school, um, but they were impressed with him, despite the fact that, as you mentioned, he's a true freshman. Uh, Roberson is a former four-star recruit, I believe, in the class of like 2019. Um, kind of a shorter guy, but a dual-threat quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so he does seem to be the projected guy. Uh, they do have a um, a third guy whose na- last name I will maybe attempt to pronounce. It's Tyler Fomachon, I think. Fomachon? Um, we're going to stick with that. That's
2: good. I'll go with that.
1: Well, it, it's it's good enough. Uh, there were less sil- less syllables, actually, when I first looked at it. But uh, Tyler started three games last year, got injured, didn't play the rest of the year. The injury seems to be lingering. Um, so it's yeah. probably a reason why- one of the reasons why he's probably not going to start. So I'd probably throw him out. And to be honest, I only went three deep in looking at these quarterbacks. I don't even know who the fourth guy is.
2: Yeah, Cale Millen is the fourth. Uh, <laughs> he, does- he doesn't really get talked about. The other guys get mentioned more. Yeah. Than him, but um, it's bottom line. It's it's they're all young. You got a redshirt sophomore. Well, you got two redshirt sophomores, a freshman, true freshman, and a redshirt freshman. Yeah. Real and, quick. And only three starts uh, among all yeah, three of them. Yeah, three starts. All, all four of
1: them. Yeah, and all of them were from Tyler. Right. So a lot of these guys are new. Roberson and Turner, obviously, both new to this team this year. Um, but I want to hear from Mora his thoughts on Roberson and the other quarterbacks.
5: It's a calm with he and and Zion and Kale and and Tyler. Um, they feel more comfortable in the offense. There's a lot more uh, poise um, under pressure. They're reacting uh, calmly. Um, I've seen his deep ball, which I always thought was really a good deep ball, become a little more accurate. I've seen him be able to adjust, you know, taking some mustard off the throw and putting it on it when he needs to. And really just his overall command of the offense. And that's to be expected as he works. Now, the thing about our quarterback room is, you know, we've got four really good players that haven't played a lot. You know, they haven't taken a lot of snaps in a game. So, you know, there's going to be most likely some growing pains. You know that we have got to live with, but we've also got to manage by putting them in the right calls and give, putting them in the right situations so that they can experience success and not putting them in situations where we're asking them to do something that they don't feel comfortable doing. And you know, I talked about Nick Charlton already, but Nick is he's just outstanding at that. He's got a real good grasp of those guys because he's with them so often.
2: He's, he's referencing the uh, offensive coordinator there at the end, but uh, you know, typical coach speak. I like this guy for this reason. I like this guy for that reason. But bottom line is, it's very unsettled. Their final scrimmage, uh, he was critical of his quarterbacks. Too many turnovers, balls on the ground too much. And and he did clarify in his press for today. He said, you know, the immediate reaction was he wasn't very happy with the quarterbacks. He went back and looked at the film, and there were a few things that they were doing. It wasn't maybe as catastrophic as he said before, but still, there's our young very inexperienced quarterbacks that Utah State experienced secondary should have a field day on Saturday.
1: Yeah, should. If if these guys are having – the quarterback's having a really good day, that's a bad sign for a, a secondary we've been talking up for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yes. Well, we're going to be going to break, although really quick, we want to do this – or want to start this giveaway uh, and try and have you guys call during the break. Uh, So it is a trivia question, and I I get to do trivia this week, or this day, again. Um, And so the trivia question, and go ahead and call in, and I forget the number, Eric. You'll remind
2: me. 435-752-1069.
1: There you go. So that's the number you got to call. you got to call in to get this. So the question is, which current Aggie basketball player was part of a football championship, a state football championship with Skyview? So current Aggie basketball player won a championship with Skyview football a few years back. Which player is that? Go ahead and call in uh, during the break and see if you can win four tickets to the Rocky Mountain kickoff this Thursday.
2: 435-752-1069. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. A diamond is forever and is perfect to represent your love. For those special
0: occasions, give her a natural, one-of-a-kind diamond as unique as she is. Our exclusive brand, Neat and Brilliant Diamonds, is both beautiful and affordable with quarter-carat diamonds starting
2: at $499. We have hundreds of sparkling diamonds at our integrity price guarantee with financing available. An investment for generations to come, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock.
3: The Aggie football season starts Saturday with a 2 p.m. kickoff. Are you game day ready? Locker 42 is the best go-to for Aggie fans. You can find yourself a new Aggie t-shirt, long or short sleeve. Locker 42 has them in all sizes. Start the season off with a new Aggie hat. Find dozens of designs on Locker 42's wall of hats. Aggie t-shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies and jackets. Always ready for game day. Locker 42, 1430 North Main, next to Little Caesars and the flagship store downtown at 36 South Main. This, keeping on the download here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Debo Samuel, there's nobody like Debo Samuel in the NFL. You know, if I'm Seattle, I would try to create a Debo Samuel 2.0 with DK Metcalf. I would get him incorporated in the offense a little bit more, not just as somebody catching passes, but line him up in the backfield. Let him do what Debo does. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show.
0: Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
5: Have you thought about your furnace lately? Of course not. It's hot outside. Now's a great time to start thinking about replacing it or having it serviced for fall and winter. Advanced Heating and Air will help you get some of the industry's best rebates on a new, high-efficient York furnace installed in your home. Or one of Advanced Heating and Air's service professionals can service your furnace for the upcoming winter season. Call today, 752-7272, or schedule a free estimate at advancedheating-ac.com. York, install confidence.
0: The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
1: The Napa Auto Parts, they uh, sponsor the Above the Noise, which you'll be hearing uh, a little later by Dan Patrick. Uh, Napa Auto Parts, they stay stocked up on the things you need at uh, your Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts.
2: So, so looking for a winner, uh, we want to give away some tickets to Thursday night's doubleheader of high school football, the Rocky Mountain kickoff. There is a Aggie basketball player on the roster right now who won a state championship with a Skyview football team. This really shouldn't be that hard. Four three five seven five two one oh six nine.
1: I'm sure most of you know the answer. Some of you are just too shy.
2: <laughs> Call in. We want to give away these tickets. Uh to somebody who will use them. Uh Thursday night. Doubleheader, Preston versus South Severe at six thirty. And then uh, Logan versus Bonneville, Idaho at uh, at eight thirty. So it'll be fun. Doubleheader, right? Uh good, good tune up for the Utah State football game coming up on uh, on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, the, the former Skyview football player who currently plays basketball for the Utah State Aggies. That's what we're looking for. Um, but this uh, getting back to UConn and Utah State, this is, a, this is a UConn team with a lot of youth. We look up and down their 2D, which they released today. Um, you see a lot of sophomores, freshmen uh, on their, uh, their starting positions. Uh, in fact, there's uh, uh, Robert Burns. He's a graduate senior. He's a running back. And uh, then you've got uh, a redshirt junior, at right guard, Christian Hayes, and then a graduate, and uh, Jake uh, Guidon at the center. Other than that, oh, me, I guess you've got a redshirt junior at your left guard. But other than that, everybody else on that, uh, that offense for the, the starters on offense are sophomores, or freshmen, so you've got a few offensive linemen and a running back who are upperclassmen everybody else sophomores or freshmen and really it's not that much different on the defense there is more experience uh, on that defensive side of the ball uh, for UConn um, in fact there's only a few select sophomores that are part of their uh, starting lineup Vast majority of them are upperclassmen, so definitely more experience on the defensive side than they are on offense. So it, 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 it could be a rough go for that UConn offense trying to get any rhythm, especially when you look at the, the strength and experience that Utah State has on its squad, on its defense, and who's going up against these guys.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be a good warm-up probably on both sides. I should mention we did just have a caller call-in. Um, they did get the answer correct. Um, unfortunately, we did have somebody just text in like two seconds ago uh, with the correct answer, but a little late, and you do have to call yeah, in. Yeah, it's for calling.
2: These. You have to call the phone number.
1: So the answer was, as most of you know, is Mason Falslev. Uh, he won a state title in football and in basketball. I believe he won two state titles in basketball, I think. Yes. At least one, I think two. I mean, so right. uh, a very well-decorated football and basketball player, two-sport athlete, uh, is coming back from his mission and will play for Utah State basketball this season.
2: Right. He arrived uh, on campus this summer, started doing scrimmages with uh, his teammates uh, in, in conditioning to get himself ready for uh, collegiate basketball after being away from the game for a little while. But, uh, yeah, Mason a tremendous two-sport athlete at uh, Skyview High School. Great basketball player. Excited to see what he brings uh, to, uh, to Coach Odom's uh, roster.
1: All right, so we're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have the stat that blew our minds and our players of the week. So don't go anywhere. We'll have that for you in about three minutes.
2: It's time for the big hunt. What do you do after you bag your trophy game? This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance.
5: We have several freezers in stock for you to store your big game harvest, including a Frigidaire 20 cubic foot upright freezer in white for only $9.89. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance service and sales
2: west on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturdays. See Daryl's
0: Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. This is Ryan at My Mattress, a mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also, give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into my mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into my mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. It's the return of the Rocky Mountain Kickoff. A high school football doubleheader played inside the USU Football Stadium on Thursday, August 25th. In the 6.30 game, the Preston Indians take on the South Severe Rams. The 8.30 game features the Logan Grizzlies versus Bonneville Bees of Idaho Falls. Tickets are only $5 and available now at the USU Ticket Office or by calling 1-888-U-STATE-1. Also online at utahstateaggies.com. The Rocky Mountain Kickoff, Thursday, August 25th. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Is there a doctor here? Listen. The long NFL contracts are dumb. But still, the point is the same. Like, you're under contract for five years... You wanted the security. Well, part of the security with a
3: five-year contract, part of the security with a four-year contract, part of the security is those are the years you're under contract.
0: The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
4: In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities. Victory over setbacks. Victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org.
0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390
1: AM. The Fan. Eric's getting all deep and philosophical here (laughs) off the air. (laughs) Won't go too deep into it, but we do because we want to get into the stat that blew our minds and the player of the week now for each of us so uh eric since i'm in charge i'm gonna make you go first
2: all right my player of the week goes out to albert pujols 42 years 218 days old oldest player ever with seven home runs in a 10 day span a 10 game span i should say uh that, that honor previously belonged to ted williams but besides that pujols homered off of 449 different pitchers and tied Barry Bonds for the most in Major League Baseball history.
1: You may or may not have stole my stat. <laughs> that blew my mind. Oh. Um, and I thought of just having him as my player of the week because of those things. Um, I did go with a different player of the week because I thought you might have done that, and because he's also in my stat. Um, I went with uh, Brianna Stewart of the Seattle Storm. Uh, good start to the playoffs. Mm. Uh, 21 points, 23 points in her first two games. Uh, Double-doubles in both games. And averaging six assists between the two games, so I think she had eight Solid. and four on those two games. So really good start for her. Seattle have won both their first two games. Uh, so great start for her in the playoffs. And I figured I'd go away from all the Aggies that I've been doing, like spread out, give other people that aren't Aggies <laughs> credit. Although I could have gone to like Logan High School.
2: But. It's true. There's some high school players that could uh, re- deserve the honor. Uh, for my stat, um, I-, I went to the WNBA. As you were there, we just like flipped on where we're going. <laughs> so uh, Las Vegas Aces, uh, they made their first 10 field goals in game two. That was against uh, Mercury. Uh, the in, But that was the most in WNBA playoff history. Plus, they had they made 23 threes. That's the most nice. in any game in league history. Uh, they scored 117 points, tied for the second most points in a playoff game, and a 37-point win. Second largest margin of victory in playoff history.
1: Yeah, and I believe that was an upset, too. The Aces, I don't think, were expected to, uh, to win that game.
2: And they ran away with
1: it. Yeah, they did. Well, um, I can't remember if they've, they've played the second game in that series yet. Uh, I, I don't I, think so. I remember people talking about that saying, because it is a, you know, when you still game one like that, especially the way they did, like record-setting three-pointers, like, say 23 three-pointers, like, keep in mind, when you're talking about single-game numbers for WNBA, um, they tend to be a little shorter. Yeah, the games are shorter. Um, so really quick, the the stat that blew my mind. Well, Eric already stole it. (laughs) It was the Albert Pujols seven home runs in a ten game span at age forty two. It's impressive what
2: he's doing. He's all of a sudden had this resurgence, and it's great. It's great for baseball.
3: All right, we'll be back next hour. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Lamar Jackson's one of the more exciting talents in the NFL. The Ravens star quarterback has won the MVP. That was back in 2020. He is a 37-12 record as a starting quarterback. Despite the impressive start, Jackson has failed to receive a contract. Extension, been reported, Baltimore offered Jackson a contract north of $230 million. Jackson declined. When you have a quarterback this talented, it's rare a team lets him walk, but Jackson's contract discussion could be more difficult than people realize he is heavily reliant on his legs. That could hamper his long-term availability. Also, you got to remember, the quarterback is representing himself, meaning he doesn't have an agent negotiating this. That's an awkward situation. When you have an agent, the team can share their concerns and bargain with confidence that their criticisms won't reach the player. The Ravens have to look at the signal caller in the eye and negotiate. Pretty soon, agreeing to an extension could be a little more difficult than we originally thought. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.